0: Vendors and non-vendors alike, welcome to Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatar. I'm Janet Varney, And I'm Dante Bosco. Uh, well, I am still on cloud nine from not only our conversations with, with Mike and Brian, but also getting to talk to Eric Coleman. I feel like that was a first. Like, I don't know if he's been out there talking about his experience with the inception of Avatar The Last Airbender.
1: It's amazing. I don't think there's a many, like, conversations with network executives like that I haven't had many not on any podcasts for sure
0: yeah and he really like just there's some major stuff that he was such a big part of including Zuko being a kiddo
1: mind-blowing
0: our dear dear listeners if you are here just for the recaps we totally get it however I would say there are some juicy deets that are getting dropped in these conversations between recaps that you may just want to give a listen to because it's pretty cool stuff some canon business that's getting out there
1: and just want to thank all the fans for listening to the podcast and you know starting this adventure with us and keep listening keep joining us every week for more amazing conversations with uh With friends of the Avatar universe and me and Janet Varney making our way through the series.
0: I just want to shout out some listeners because I had sent out a question on Twitter and said, what are some of the places in book one that you would most like to visit? Like, what's your top place in book one? That you'd want to visit. And we got a lot of answers for the Southern Air Temple. So I wanted to shout out Ale and Slade, Kaylee, Mateus, Chris, Tristan, Zachary, Thomas, Pierre-Jerome, and Leah. I will find a way to get you to the glorious Southern Air Temple because that is your dream in book one. Thanks for answering. I will try to shout out more of these locations when we come across them in further recaps. Now, as we jump into this episode of the Southern Air Temple, the Southern Air Temple, it's a big episode.
1: Big episode for characters. And I've watched it now preparing for this podcast several times at different occasions. And I feel like I've been having deja vu Uh and having a (laughs) Groundhog Day moment over and over again. It's like, there's Momo. There's Momo. <laughs> There's Momo.
0: That's right. So let's just do uh, where we were when we left off. Um, of course, we know that the Avatar has escaped from the clutches of, right, Zuko, the yeah, Fire I'm Nation. Sorry. Yeah, of the Fire Nation. So we know that, as Grant Grand said, the Avatar's future is sort of intrinsically now tied with Katara and Sokka. And indeed, they have already faced off Zuko to a certain degree. Aang has been captured. Aang has freed himself with help from those two and with Appa. And now they have agreed to go together to the North Pole so that Aang can learn how to waterbend. And hopefully Katara can also
1: learn how to waterbend. That's equally as important, right? Right. And meanwhile... On the other side of the neighborhood, in the Fire Nation, Zuko being bested uh, for the first time, actually, by the Avatar, which you know I I assume will not be the last time, but he has to kind of go. I mean, you know. I mean, he he kind of took
0: he kind of took you to task when you were at the small Southern Water Tribe. I'm just saying he did not make you look great, and he heroically agreed to go.
1: (laughs) Varney, we got him. <laughs> we don't know what history says in the books. What we do know <laughs> is that he came escorted by the Fire Nation guard onto my ship. You're right. You know. You're absolutely right. But he got away. And now <laughs> and now I'm with my uncle and um going to go join the fleet. Fire Nation side of this. There's two different sides of stories going on. There's the there's Ang and Katara and Sokka and then there's uh Zuko and Uncle Iroh and we meet uh very important character, General Zhao.
0: That's right, and we also, on the airbender side, we meet Monk Yatso. So very quickly, just to do a kind of overview, as we just said, Ang suggests a visit to the Southern Air Temple. This is a, going to be along the way as they head towards the North Pole and towards the Northern Water Tribe. And he's so excited to go. That's his home, the Southern Air Temple. He wants to go back. He's telling his friends the stories of his mentor and all of this stuff. And then they get to the Air Temple. Of course, it's been a hundred years. So much has happened. Ang's kind of been in denial about it.
1: Ghost town. It's a ghost. Ghost Town. Let's be honest. Ghost Ghost Town.
0: Town, Almost, with one adorable exception that we'll get to. And so he is confronted with the loss of his entire community, and he gets angry, as he has in the past, and we see him go into the Avatar state, and that absolutely sets off even more alarm bells everywhere that the Avatar's back. Now kind of everyone knows because all these different temples have lit up. And uh, as you said, Zuko and Iroh have to interact with Zhao and they have a whole thing, including what we will come to find out is an Agni Kai. Very exciting, very cool scene. Can we
1: just just say once Jason Isaac's voice jumps on the screen, I mean, it's so... I mean, watching it again, it's just like, all of a sudden you hear his voice and you're like, Oh my god, that's so yeah. epic!
0: He's, he he in, he injects a lot into his characters and that and just using your voice to to kind of give them any layers of like, ooh, this is not a good person. Like you really get it right away. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Really quickly, I just want to acknowledge, of course, that this episode, The Southern Air Temple, was written by Michael DiMartino. It was directed by Lauren McMullen. And I think one of the big themes that we're going to be talking about that we really see in this episode is the idea of our relationship to the past and our relationship to the present and not staying in either of those places too much, right? Not getting locked into it and, and understanding that that we're all on a journey and that as we understand it, time is sort of moving forward. So a lot of stuff to confront in this episode for Aang and for Zuko. So let's get into it. Let's let's uh, let's start let's talking go. about what happens So we start the episode, as a beautiful giant sunrise, we see that Aang and Katara are already awake, they're getting ready, they're getting on to Appa, Sokka's still asleep, he's in a sleeping bag, and you know, over on the side, Katara's like, ugh, I'm a little worried because Aang is clearly so excited to go back to the Southern Air Temple, and it's like- And she knows, she knows! Yes, and it's and we know, right? I mean, we know we they said that no one's seen an airbender. We know that he's in this sort of state of denial, and we've all had friends like this, right? Who and I've been this way, where your brain knows one thing, and your heart will not allow that communication to take place, and it, and it sort of shoves that to the back and just focuses on what you hope will be true and it's so hard to be the friend on the other side of that going like he's gonna can i cushion the blow now or does he need to go on his own journey and figure that out for himself what good is it gonna do if i try to keep pulling him back to
1: earth and it's accentuated early in the whole show and and ang is still a kid like he's 12 and so he has that childish yeah kind of energy boyish energy and, and and they're treating him in that way like a child like don't tell him because he's just gonna be upset that you know All his friends are gone and the toys are broken. There's nothing there. Yeah. Sokka's down though. Sokka's like, let's tell this dude right now if they can wake
0: him up he can't even so far they haven't even been able to get sokka up so ang has to tell him oh there's a prickle snake there's a prickle snake in your sleeping bag so you know sokka leaps up and then finally it's like okay that's got you out of bed let's get on Appa. we got to go and so they start heading out and then that takes us to the other side like what is it what is waking up from the in the sunrise look like with zuko and uh the fire nation
1: well it's very a lot of red auburn tones definitely
0: real red theme real crimson real
1: red real auburn ruby very blade runner very blade Mm -hmm. runner-ish you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh zuko uh gets to meet a new character as we talked about earlier general Zhao, with that uh, brilliant voice of jason isaacs he's so great in the character and it it, uh, believe me it's it's not you know we also know he's malfoy You know, we know he's Malfoy in Harry Potter. It's like that same kind of dark character with evilness that is not fake evil. Like, really, this guy's up to no good. There's just disdain that he clearly feels probably towards everyone,
0: maybe with the exception of the Fire Lord, but you kind of even wonder if he has his eye on the real prize. You know what I mean? It's like, he may defer to somebody who's quote unquote above him, but it's only to serve his own, to his own end, right? I mean, it seems like right. he's, this is a guy who is clearly very sure of himself and very sure that he's the smartest person
1: in the room, in any room. And I remember actually recording this episode and the first time recording with Jason. And, uh, you know, I walked in the room and I'm like, and I wasn't even thinking Harry Potter. I was thinking, hey man, that, that's a guy from the Patriots. yes 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 and i mean i love he's such a great actor and i was like oh my god this show is awesome we're getting some amazing actors on the show and then i don't know if i told the story earlier but meeting running into him at sundance years later when the show popped off and we're just in the snow kind of like both bewildered he was like dante that cartoon we did i'm like i know he goes what the we couldn't (laughs) we, we didn't understand how you know we have movies in the festival and everyone's excited about this cartoon we did and we were just kind of like dumbfounded in the snow at Sundance looking at each other like how how did we you know That's trip so into awesome. this one so That's crazy so awesome so shout and then out both to of we were Isaacs. like and you're like by the
0: way this is uncomfortable for both members of Fire Nation because we are standing in the snow probably
1: wearing parkas cold very very cold trying to be cool in the cold
0: that's right. Did, didn't you tell me that uh, that Mike and Brian had mentioned even back when they they got him to do it. Right. And I, I think this is a known thing that that they were like, well, it would be great to get like a Jason Isaac type. And they were
1: like, well, Nickelodeon said, well,
0: well let's make some calls. Let's see if we can get so the actual crazy. person.
1: And I'm still always thinking about the since we're still in the beginning of the show and the show's just no one knows the show. And it's yeah. Mike and Brian's like first thing. It's like, I don't know. How the gods of Hollywood had kissed them and blessed them to have such great talent. Obviously, because it's a great story. And it's yeah. just sometimes th- these things work out in Hollywood. It's
0: great. Ugh. So they got him. They got him and they just said, be the evil character that you always play just with an American accent or something like that. Right. And he right, was like, right, right. I know how And to he's brilliant.
1: Do that. He's so And good. he's brilliant. So they have a whole thing, right? He's like exp- asking, what happened to your ship? I mean, Zuko tells a little, little white lie, a little white lie. <laughs> then he gets caught in. <laughs> Nothing like getting caught in a lie, huh, Zuko? <sighs> and Zuko's trying to get out of it, but of course, you know, good old Uncle Iroh just wants some tea.
0: Yeah, and if Zhao is being nice to you, you're probably in a lot of trouble. You know what I mean? It's Zuko like Zuko knew so that. Super Zuko's silly. like, <laughs> we
1: don't need a beer. Why you just we're good. Come
0: inside for some tea. Tell me more.
1: Like this He's like, no, nah, we're good. We're good and Uncle Iroh's like, how about that tea, you know?
0: Got some ginseng tea,
1: yeah. Not great things are gonna happen. Then we cut <laughs> back to Aang and Sokka and company and Katara. You know, Sokka's always hungry, as usual, Yeah, looking for his blubbered seal jerky, uh, yeah. but somehow Aang used that as Kindle <laughs> to start a fire. It, it's, it's actually very interesting that, you know, we start to realize that Aang is kind of like a vegetarian. Yeah, you get it throughout the show, but this is when you start to—is it officially later? But here you start to kind of hear like, "Oh, he's not eating jerky; he's not into that kind of stuff."
0: Yeah, exactly. It doesn't even occur to him to do that. And meanwhile, you know, Katara is still stuck in the space of, "Yeah, maybe you you shouldn't expect so much from your visit to the Air Temple." The Fire Nation is capable of a lot of bad things. We have this very this moment that almost—I mean. From my perspective, and I and I could be wrong, maybe it, it resonated bigger and louder for other people, but I remember the first time watching this episode, it almost felt like it was tucked underneath, that it's, like, fully confirmed that, yes, the Fire Nation killed Katara's mom, but it is one of those things that, you know, she sort of puts it out there, but... It's really interesting because it's almost like the story isn't about her in that moment you know she's it's not she's not right. making it about her so it almost is an aside
1: like you know. before we get to the temple i want to talk to you about the airbenders what about them well i just want you to be prepared for what you might see the fire nation is ruthless they killed my mother they could have done the same to
0: your people but that's a big moment Right? To really think, it oh is a big my moment heavens, for sure. they killed her mother. Oh. To be fair, we killed a
1: lot of people.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you want to dig yourself out <laughs> of this one with that excuse,
1: be my guest. Let me hand you a shovel. Let me just hand you this shovel. We didn't go out there to go get your mom. It was not anywhere. There was, no, was a no plan, book, or strategy. Let's go get Katara's mom. Things <laughs> happened. We don't even know which guy got her. One of the sure. one of the bumbling buffoons probably got her accidentally. Sure,
0: sure. I will give you that. I I seriously doubt that Zuko was a part of that directly. Uh, but you know, Aang's Zuko not even wasn't not, a part of it. He was not
1: around for no, that. No, I was a kid.
0: Yeah, exactly. You were an angry pre scholar You're probably still an angry kid. But I was being ignored by my father.
1: Yeah, early. That's not, in life. That's
0: not good. That's not good for anybody. Now, Ang's not even worried about it. And you know, one of the things that he says is, you can't you can't even get to this place. There's no way they got to the Southern Air Temple. They can't get there because the only way you can get there is on a flying bison. So seems like nothing bad can come like oh I guess we were wrong about being worried because p- surely the southern air temple is intact nothing bad could happen foreshadow report foreshadow report in fact let's why don't we why don't we take a quick break so we can enjoy this very very brief moment where it seems like maybe the southern air temple is going to be fine let's take that break we'll relish in that feeling because it's about to go away when we come back enjoy it while it lasts Okay, so, Aang, you know what? Aang's not even going to worry about it. And he actually, in all of his reminiscing about his time back at the Southern Air Temple when he was growing up before he didn't get a chance to grow up and immediately was frozen into a, a iceberg, yes. you know, Monkey Yatsu said,
1: But we can't concern ourselves with what
0: was. We must act on what is. We go into this beautiful flashback where we really get to see the Southern Air Temple
1: alive
0: with the monks and Awesome.
1: How cool is that? A very good juxtaposition from the the Barren Ghost Land that they arrive in and they see that I think that statue was made out of wood. Was that a wooden statue at the air temple of my man? It looked wooden it might be
0: carving it was a carving it, it was a carving, carving could be statue. stone could be wood someone right now is angry with us for not knowing the material that that it's wood. statue is made out of okay it looked then like wood to me
1: then we're good then we're good and then the flashback is so beautiful with the uh the golden era it looked like the golden age and yeah. even, even the way the animation was it kind of had that misty mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, special filter on that camera that was yep, just bringing yep. us back to a uh, just a brighter, lighter time, that's and, right. and funny. I mean, this is the other stuff. Is it goes back into like these comedy things? You know, they're teaching Ang like a really valuable lesson, and then it gets kind of popped off by the throwing of the cakes onto right. the other monks' heads. Monkey Atsu's gooey-centered cakes. It's great. I mean, that's Avatar stuff. You know, giving you the good medicine and giving you the the morals of the stuff, and then also giving you the sweet stuff, literally with yeah. the cakes on this part. And the anime manga kind of like all these expressions on the on the on the guys really and, really funny
0: absolutely and we really see too you know you kind of you can project ahead a couple of things about Luffy you see that he has the full understanding that ang is both a child and the Avatar, right? And I think you really get a sense of, okay, he is he is the perfect mentor for Aang because there are a lot of very stern monks who clearly are leaning harder into the sort of heaviness and the gravity of him being the Avatar, but Monk Yatsu knows, he has to have a lightness and and levity, and I think it, those things mean the same thing, but didn't it sound cool that I said, like, two different words? And That's a good vocabulary word. <laughs> I liked it. And so you really see, because you can imagine, projecting into the future, you can imagine how Monk would sort of shape Aang's training so that as he becomes less of a child, perhaps things do get more serious, perhaps things do get more somber as right. he is sort of taking him along this path. And he never got the chance to do that. And so we really see that, oh, the the whimsy that Aang feels, even in the sign of stress, is potentially right. a direct result of that. But Monkeyatsu never really got to take him any further, you know?
1: It's interesting, too, he said that you, you're you feeling this way about being the Avatar because they told you too early. Mm, great. He said you're, they're supposed to tell you at 16. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And he that. got told at 12, which is... I don't know the whole reasoning behind it. I would think because there's some pro- <laughs> kind of probably some prophecy what's going on, and so we had to tell him earlier in the game than later, which right. kind of spurred him to actually go and not want to be a part of it and get caught in the iceberg and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. But yeah. It, exactly. Did did Cora know
0: at sixteen? By the way, just she knew in? when she was little. Remember, little baby Cora jumps out. I'm the avatar, and you had to deal with it. That's right. She's like all tiny, shooting. Yeah, with her and little pot What's belly. going on? What's up with this sixteen-year-old thing? I mean, talk about f- foreshadow report. Talk about a full, many, many decades of a foreshadow report. That was a foreshadow
1: report. Foreshadow report. I um, was just wondering if they were <laughs> holding true to the sixteen with Kor, Not at all. but they decided it worked for Aang. <laughs> Let's right. just tell all the kids now. As soon as That's they speak, right. we're like, That's "You're right. the Avatar." Guess what?
0: that's right so you know here we are total ghost town but ang continues to hold out hope you know he they get to the sort of center of the temple with the giant doors and he's like regardless of everything else you know i see that everyone must have left tears going down my cheek as i say that as he thinks they left air quotes and uh air quotes for the air temple he says don't worry you can't get inside this temple only an airbender can get in. And so we see him just do this amazing move and he pushes the air through these channels and that is computer generated. That's a very cool computer animation where you sort of see the way things interlock and affect each other. And then yes, the doors swing open and we all just have our fingers majorly painfully crossed that Aang is not going to have another disappointment. And before we can find out what it is, we get back over to your favorite person, Commander Zhao, who has, in fact, given you some ginseng tea, but unfortunately, he's also captured you. Yeah,
1: Yo, well, he, he catches me in a lie. A little lie. He said, I, you know, interviewed all your shipmates and found out what was really going on. He was like... Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> then he's, I guess Jao realizes, because he was saying too, like no one's believing the Avatar is alive, but now they're having firsthand recognition that the Avatar is alive. While, you know, a lot of people in the episode are finding out the Avatar has returned. Uh, and then Jao takes it upon himself to uh, take over the mission. You know, I guess when they gave Zuko the mission, it was like, you know, some oh. garbage mission you're going to give the King, yeah. the, you know, the Fire Lord's son as a teenager. Like, yeah, guess what? Yeah. go find the easter bunny that's go right. find the easter bunny that's right. and when you get them you come back and hang out with the family until then that's right go you're find s- that easter bunny yeah
0: you're so right you're so so right and to be honest with you i hadn't really thought about that and i'm so glad you brought that up because it must have been like that it must have been like yeah you know what you can come back why when you um, capture santa claus i don't know like yeah, get santa let's claus give The was impossible bring thing. santa
1: claus and it's all yeah. forgiven
0: yeah and and meanwhile zuko's like oh i oh i will oh i will oh. find him i will oh, and fine, Santa Claus. i'm getting, so
1: I'm getting like, rudolph like... i'm getting dasher dancer <laughs> all that whole posse and i'm bringing him home with me and then i'm gonna be like how you like me now yeah it's heartbreaking it's actually really heartbreaking it's heartbreaking but now Zhao's like i'm taking it then all of a sudden he just bully he just bullies him. like guess what kid Mm-mm. not for teenagers i'm taking over the mission you're a loser anyway. And then that really riles up Zuko. Yeah. Um, and he That's gets not himself a great a, moment for him. maybe a little bit over his head. All of a sudden, he gets into an Agni Kai situation. That's right. That escalated That's right. real fast.
0: That's right. And so before Zuko fully you know, challenges Zhao, as we'll get to, we do uh, quickly go back to the Air Temple. Uh, we're in this dark room filled with statues. And, you know, first it looks like, a lot of statues, and then you sort of look up and realize this spiral of hallways that's that true. are stretching all the way up, and that's where you really get a sense of how long this world, this Avatar verse, this world that we're in, in The Last Airbender, how ancient it truly is. Because if you look yeah. at the lifetime of each of one of those Avatars, you, you sort of are put in check, like, oh,
1: oh, this is epic, this is epic. Yeah which is really cool. It's a a big world. It says a lot. I I thought the same thing, too. I thought the same thing. Like, how many avatars are there actually been? I mean, it looks like hundreds, if not a thousand. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a ton of past avatars and Aang is kind of drawn to he sort of recognizes Avatar Roku he f- feels himself drawn to him he knows it's the avatar before him and we find out again more of the sort of uh mythology of the 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 entire universe when the avatar dies he's reincarnated uh into the next nation in the cycle right so uh right that's why Aang is an airbender
1: that's why Roku was a f- was part of the fire nation and yeah. so is when we first find that out Katara's telling us it's it's uh it's air water earth fire that's the cycle of the avatar this is the first time we're hearing all that well information yeah.
0: but like in the in the in the intro she actually i think says water water earth, earth fire air it's like we- which is the same we- cycle. which is the same cycle in and it's only starting exactly right and so it just keeps rotating around depending on what nation right. you're the avatar in which you're the avatar and if that isn't confusing and enough what's, uh, for, for that's you. That's another interesting thing.
1: They, uh, another interesting thing when I was watching it over again, as they're talking about it and she's telling Aang about the situation and the audience, and then Sokka reacts to it like it's fairy tales.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Yeah, he scoffs. Because, I mean, it's a, think about it. It's 100 years and, like, you know, like, there's – Again, it's like the idea of the Avatar could be like a religious thing where people go, you really, you still believe in that stuff? I mean, sure. that's how Sokka's character is reacting to it, which is, I never thought about it in that way until I watched it again recently.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And even in this moment, right, where we are with this this incredibly intense, huge moment where you feel so small thinking about everyone that's come before and and yes, how key the Avatar what a key role the Avatar has clearly played in these generations and generations of people. There is this sound in the in the sort of doorway of the temple, and we see this shadow, and they think it's the Fire Nation, and then we get a yeah, closer. up it looks like look. it looks
1: like his helmet. It looks like, it looks a like, Fire like the Fire Nation helmet, helmet. That they saw in the Absolutely. snow earlier. Right.
0: Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Good call. And and then we see that it's actually this kind of cute little like chirpy lemur, and. Of course, Sokka's first response is, "I'ma eat you." He's gonna eat that. He's gonna
1: barbecue that lemur. He's ready <laughs> to eat that lemur.
0: He thinks it looks like a
1: tasty snack. And little do we know, that's gonna be one of our heroes throughout the whole series. I that's mean, right. Momo's big time. He saves a lot of days through. That's right. Uh, you know, foreshadow report. He he's a lot of help towards the crew. He could. He's actually the MVP of uh, some episodes in the future. That's true. But is he a, is he a lemur? Is he a cross between anything, Janet? Yes, Momo a lemur and something.
0: So he's a, a flying bat mixed with a lemur. And if you recall from our chat with Mike and Brian, Momo was inspired by Brian's cat at the time, Buddy, which I think is completely adorable. I have the Avatar art book right here, one of my prized possessions. Yes. And they do talk about the design of Momo. He was really a part of the original designs. Like he was, he was absolutely a key character from the very beginning. He looked a little bit different in the way that they were designing him. But he was always going to be in the story. He's, he's described as being a little robot. A cyclops monkey named Momo 3. With an arrow on his head and a futuristic Staff, if you have this art book, you well know this already. If you don't, I recommend you get it because I have a that art book. Treasure uh So he, so it's interesting that he used to be the one that had the uh, an arrow. He was a robot, and he was a robot. Hey, listen, things changed for the better. Where did they get a
1: robot? I mean, it's a whole thing. You know what? It's a whole thing. That idea is very reminiscent. If you remember. um Clash of the Titans. Aang is having a great time chasing him.
0: He's loving chasing him. There's a great moment in the animation where he's chasing Momo through the air so quickly that his eyes are literally watering, which I think is just this great touch because we've all been in a situation like that. Like if you're on a ride at Disneyland or whatever, or you've got their window open, you're going really fast. Just get those tears in your eyes. I thought that was such a great touch. So it's small, but beautiful. And this actually brings up a new segment. We're going to call it Share Me the Details, like Spare me the details, but instead, we want to share the details. It's going to be a segment where we focus on all the little details that people, including me, might have sometimes missed in their first or second or third watch of the show. There's just so much to love in this show. And I actually can't take credit for the concept. This came from one of our many amazing listeners, Michael, on Twitter, pointed out a great moment and said, you know, can we have a segment that sort of spotlights? beautiful little small details I said yes let's do it we're jumping in I named it it's a bad pun share me the details this is going to be great thank you Michael and then that takes us back to our argument that is happening
1: with Zuko trying to stand up to Zhao and how does that go well he definitely stands up to Zhao and he gets himself in a into some really warm water really quick (laughs) Uh, and I I think this is the first time we are introduced to Agni Kai's yeah absolutely right? absolutely challenges right. to agni kai which is uh, a fire nation duel maybe to the death but definitely to uh a lot of bodily harm and scarring that's um, right which they they allude to in a brilliant way this is when you start to find out like little things about zuko and where mm-hmm. he gets into it they have these extremes they push into these like really awesome close-ups of zhao and zuko would like these camera moves very dramatic and uh, and then Uncle Iro, you know, he adds to it and, and has a little doubt about his nephew getting into this Agni Kai. He's like, remember what, ha-, you know, and they, they go, remember what happens to the last time you had Agni Kai? And he's like, I'll never forget it. And they zoom in on the scar. So you start oh. to understand, yeah. like, oh, that that's probably how he got that. That's not a birthmark. No. Yeah. That ain't a yeah. birthmark. All right. Uh, and so we... We get to uh, see these guys do some Fire Nation fighting, which I must say, you know, once Zuko takes his shirt off, kid's pretty ripped. Kid's pretty (laughs) ripped. Can I tell you when I was re-watching it, I was like,
0: I'm really going to have to hear about how ripped Zuko is. Like, I already know that that conversation is going to happen. I mean, he's 16, but he
1: eats very low carbs, a lot of protein, He's on a keto diet. He's ripped. He's he's that's depressed, right. so he's not he's not into eating anyway. You know, that's right. he just wants that's to tra- right. just practice all day. But it, we get to see some really great fire bending. We do see some moves that are very breakdancer esque.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember if they are in full battle yet. So I can't remember where they are in the Agni Kai, which I think translates to literally fire plus meat. And that's actually a true thing. Is that what Those it are means? two words that mean fire and meat. Does that mean cook the meat. I mean, I think it means just fi- like Burnier. fire. I mean, no, me- meat, what, what, like, what uh, about-
1: <laughs> no, like you meet. Oh, 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 <laughs> fire meeting, meet. fire meeting. I'm like, <laughs> are you talking about barbecue, Barney? What you talking about? As
0: soon as I realized what you were saying, I realized how totally believable and practical it would be, that it would could be the me- M-E-A-T instead of M-E-E-T, but no, it is fire meeting fire like, meeting like, tating, yeah take two you could think of it as like two fires meeting um and, and potentially fighting but meanwhile ang has been chasing momo and he chases him into this chamber and in this chamber he sees all of these we don't know are they bodies are vague they... <sighs> there a lot of fire nation uniforms it's definitely fire nation uniforms and then we see this this skeleton uh but let's not gloss over monkey who is a skeleton, and there he is, and it's awful.
1: Morbid moment for a kid's show, Nickelodeon. You come home from school, you're enjoying this episode, a little action, a little comedy, a little heart feels, and then he's chasing the cute little lemur, flying bat, maybe cat, and uh, skeleton of the guy we met earlier. Straight yeah. up, We see it's a skeleton because we see the necklace around his neck, and we're like, that dude's dead. That yeah. dude's dead.
0: And that's, I mean, talk about, you, there is no denying that. You know, it's like for all the worry that Katara and Sokka had about how Aang was going to take everything or how they were going to tell him or how it was all going to go down, ultimately it's confronted with the the skeleton. I mean, I've, I have cannot even imagine that trauma. Of course, Mike and Brian handle it really well. That's
1: heavy for a kid's show.
0: But it's very heavy, and it's heavy for Aang. You know, when you see him... Realizing, and he even says Gyatso's name,
1: Gyatso.
0: and it's like he's feeling his sorrow as a child. He's feeling that rush of emotion, and it becomes clear that that emotion overpowers him, and the and and the the sadness turns to a sort of rage, and we see those eyes light up, and it's a bit of a uh oh.
1: Yeah, it's made. It's avatar state again. Although there's nothing, the past times we've seen him do the avatar state is because he's like in danger great or point. he has to save the day. I'm so glad you said and, that. Great point. Yeah, we're just seeing it triggered this time by an emotional state, which again, for a kids show, is I can't imagine pitching this episode to the network. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. We're gonna introduce this great grandpa, sageful character, and then we're gonna kill him. By the yeah. end of the episode, yeah. and we're going to show up on screen. You're like, what? And then he's going to go into this very emotional, emotional state, and no one no one kind of knows what to do. And that emotional state also triggers, I think, the, the other temples going off, right? Because then all the other Avatar statues kind of like their eyes start to glow in this hole. We get exactly. to see what the Avatar state does. Exactly.
0: And we and it's I don't think we've ever you know, we haven't seen yet the way that this connection exists. OK, you see the 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 eyes light up in the in the Southern Air Temple. That's OK. Right. Because it's it's the Southern Air Temple. It's a it's the safe place, whether or not it's safe in terms of there pe- still being people there. No, there aren't. But it's not like it's happening in the Fire Nation. Well, guess what? It right. happens in the Earth Nation. It happens in the Fire Nation. The Fire Nation. Right people the pr- sort of we don't know are they priests we're not sure yet but they see and there's an instant
1: like go to lord or something like they can't wait to tell the fire lord right they're all gonna definitely narc out the Avatar. but i think they're also happy too but they're also scared of their uh their dictator i guess but I, I was wondering lord. too what are they there's just different temples around the different kingdoms like yeah Air i mean temples, we don't Earth really temples? know
0: that's a great question, and at this point, we don't know. I mean, we don't even know what is true for the Airbenders, other than that you know we now know as part of the kind of lore and the canon from Mike and Brian that Airbenders are nomads uh, and that they actually have four locations um, in the world that are their kind of spiritual cultural center. Right. So there's a southern, eastern, western, northern, and and but we don't we certainly don't know that in what we're seeing in the episodes and we don't know. It's the first time we're seeing a, a temple in another nation. Like, oh, they can't wait to share that True. hot goss. Cannot wait to share the hot goss with Fire Lord Ozai. How
1: are they connected? Do they have do they have internet? What's going on? Fiber optics going on through this Avatar state? I don't know. Oh, I could almost
0: almost guarantee you they don't have the internet. But let's talk about that amongst ourselves while we take a quick break. This episode of Braving the Elements is brought to you by Monkey Atsu's Gooey Centered Cakes. Fluffy on the outside, gooey on the inside. A taste so delicious, you'll be walking on air. Monkey Gooey Centered Cakes. Keeping the goo where it belongs until your teeth are ready.
1: <laughs> and we're back. And we're back at the Agni Kai between Zhao and Zuko. Fight's going actually pretty good i mean agreed yeah zuko's younger i mean i even watching it i'm like zuko's in over his head but guess what zuko's holding his own pretty strong he is getting coached by uncle iroh on the side which reminds zuko to break his root basics Zuko. break his root that's right and we
0: don't know what that means yet really do we remind me a little bit of karate kid sweep the leg
1: sweep the leg that's right he was like
0: sweep oh you leg. would bring up the cobra kai's of course they would be fire the Nation. cobra kai cobra
1: kai's And then, just as Zhao gets on the the jump on Zuko, Zuko breaks his root in a triplicate. Is what you call that triplicate? I don't know. Oh well, yeah. You see,
0: it's that thing where you see, like in martial arts movies, where you see you see that kick where he breaks his root. You sort of see it, and then you see it from a different angle, and then you see it from a different angle again. So you're seeing the same moment kind of through these different like lenses of the camera it's very cinematic so that you can really get the impact Personal. of like oh he is breaking his root whoa and by the way I want and to he's say a badass yeah and for the record Zhao has one of those triangle shaped muscular bodies it's too much yeah the, too big of a neck too big of
1: shoulders Zuko's got it going on that's all I'm saying See, it goes more spelty. Now yeah. we're on the same page. I know. Listen, I'm, G- I'm giving Giles it to you. Jow's a man. Jow's a man. Thin it to you. hips, very thin hips. On and that. the
0: music, the music in the show is so extraordinary. You know these these fight sequences where you just have that the drum beats, and it's so it's such a perfect complement to what's going on in the scene as we see these extraordinary moves
1: by both Zuko and by Zhao. By both Zuko and Zhao. But and the, Zuko takes control, he day, breaks his
0: root and he's like, it's my game now. He breaks his root and Zuko
1: best Zhao. And you think he's going to scar Zhao because of the anger in Zuko, but I mean, he, he, he strikes on eat. the side just to let him know, I could have maimed you, but I didn't even though yeah. You talked a lot of trash to my face and really I mean, Zhao cuts to the guttural. Zhao don't yeah. fool around. Like He's really his, awful. I mean, I hate those people. You can't even fight fair. Like, yeah, just say something about me. I did something wrong. But no, you want to cut to the guttural and try to hurt me. You're a failure. Soul. You're this is who you are. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything. He just He
0: absolutely. went in on the
1: guy, right? Absolutely. And then Zuko, like, he shoots the firebolt to (gasps) the side. Which is amazing. And just let him know, like, I could have hurt you, but I didn't. And then, uh, you know, of course, on the way out, punk-ass Zhao goes to really Ah! basically shoot him in the back with fire with a move. And then, actually, Uncle Iroh comes in and stops his foot. And this is, like, the first time Uncle Iroh goes from this kind of bumbling Uncle, like, foolery thing that he's kind of doing yes indeed comedy relief and the first time you got you got to see uh, just a glimpse of the power that uncle Iroh has that's the glimpse of what may come in the future a really really beautiful moment and then you also see that Zuko actually has some you know there's a good side to Zuko he's not here to destroy everything he's angry yes but he's not here to destroy. Yes. I mean, jail, straight punk. But- yeah, and in,
0: when Iroh steps in, he even says...
1: Even in exile, my nephew is more honorable than you. Thanks again for the tea. It was delicious.
0: And then you see, and, oh, Dante, the way Zuko responds. that Like, oh, a kind word. Like, he's so hungry yeah. for that moment, right? And you know how when someone says something really nice to you and you're like, I felt so good, I... Or maybe, you know, it was too good to even be believed. Like, maybe I could hear it again. Right. And so he sort of, he sort of searches for it, like,
1: did you really mean that, Uncle?
0: And then Iroh's like, of course. I told you jing-sang tea is my favorite. And you're like, <laughs> no! Why couldn't you give it to him one more time? He just needed you know, to hear it one more time.
1: He does want to indulge his young nephew in um, compliments. Once is enough. Once is enough for now. Yeah, that's right. And he does love ginseng tea. He loves himself some tea. Loves himself some tea. And then
0: we go back to Aang. He's in the Avatar state. Katara is trying to get him to come back. Come back to us. You know, just what do you do? It's never worked before. Maybe it's worked a little bit, but to your point earlier... You know, this is an entirely different situation to when we've seen him in the Avatar right. state before. And what do you do? And so all she can do is try to kind of tra- talk him back down. And he's literally levitating. So she really is actually trying to literally talk him back down. And she's saying, you know. Ang, I know you're upset. And I know how hard it is to lose the people you love. I went through the same thing when I lost my mom. Monk Gyatso and the
1: other airbenders may be gone. But you still have a family. Sokka and I, we're your family now.
0: I want to do a segment called All the Feels, which is just about those moments in the show where you hit the feels and
1: I have to, like, pause it and be like,
0: Yes, they are his family now, Aang. Please hear her on this.
1: It is true. So good. It is true. A lot of, a lot of morals about family and, and chosen family. You know? That's right. Which is really beautiful.
0: That's right. And I love to see how that chosen family evolves.
1: Foreshadow
0: report. I'm looking at you, Zuko. Foreshadow report. So he comes back. And Sokka says, you know, we'll protect you. And Aang says, you know, well, you're, you, know, I'm gonna need help. I, I'm gonna need it, you know, in a sense, because if the Fire Nation can find the temple, you know, they can access all the temples. Like, what can't they do? He really thought that that the the air temples would be safe from the Fire Nation, and they're not. And so that's very somber and classic. Break when you just when you're sort of going, your stomach is sinking. You're like, oh yeah, you know, that's this is bad. Then we see Momo, who is not
1: even yet named Momo. We see our little no, lemur. the lemur comes back in right. with f- fruits and veggies for the hungry Sokka, who's been hungry through the whole show, hasn't eaten anything. That's right. All day. And so he finally gets some food, which is, you know, animal food, some fruits and veggies, which takes us to, uh, to almost the end of the episode. And as they fly away and the air temple is enclosed once again by fog, we name him Momo. And that our, another part of the gang kind of joins joins the crew, and it's, it's Momo. I guess he's the last flying lemur, the last bison, the last air... They're all the last airbenders, because they all fly. They're all airbenders, right?
0: Oh, that's an interesting idea. That's really interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, Appa is... Yeah, we spend so much time talking about Aang being the last airbender, but you ain't seen any other flying bison. Those you know, are the last and we, airbenders and you know how, did, how do they you know how do they end up together and and you know all of that. The relationship between between Aang and Appa is is so so beautiful. And a couple of weeks ago, you and I were talking about how chill Appa is, and then I had that moment where I realized that you're Appa and I'm Momo. <laughs> In this episode, it really hit home again. This is again. true. I, was I like, like that. Ugh, I'm totally Momo. I'm just like. <laughs> Uh, what are you
1: gonna does do? he say why he named him momo because i know momo means hm. peach
0: i don't think he says i don't think he says uh, certainly in the show he I don't doesn't think he say says it why. um right but he does bring i mean he's bringing those fruits and vegetables and listen he is a peach
1: yeah. in the it's true adorable and just some side questions farney can i post some side questions sure i'm sure i won't know the answer we never found out how fire nation got up there no but we found the fire nation helmets fire nation got there they can't get there without an air bison saka has not invent foreshadowing alert invented any like air flying well, fire nation stuff yet
0: we haven't seen we don't any
1: we haven't seen any of that so
0: you're a thousand percent right we have absolutely no clue how they got up there we don't know and that's what's scary that's what's scary because he's like i don't know how this happened and if this then what else you're right oh everything like, and
1: everything else everything else <sighs>
0: So rough. But at least we got picked ourselves up uh, a Momo. And uh, I'm bummed that I didn't get a chance to see what a prickle snake looks like. But listen, it was made up because they needed to get Sokka going. So unfortunately, we didn't have a ton of new animals in this one. But we did have Momo. Do you want to talk a little bit about most valuable bending and non-bending moments in the show? I did not prepare one. I wanted to see. I wanted to talk with you about it. I want to talk it out.
1: I was thinking a lot about the most valuable bending moment I mean, it has to be the door. It has to be opening of the door. Which is beautiful, by the way. Beautiful, beautiful. It does, but... But? I'll give you that. I, okay, I love the door. I almost
0: thought you were going to say, and it's both a bending and a non-bending moment, and I'm willing to say it right now. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm going to say it. For me, personally, from a character development point of view, the most powerful and most important bending moment which is also a non-bending moment is Zuko breaking Zhao's root and then choosing to have mercy. Bending, non-bending, side by side, Ooh, huge moment for how good. we understand Zuko. I don't know why I'm taking. I mean, that's I listen. I am time. handing you. I'm, I'm basically given you truffles, a bouquet of roses, a big teddy bear. I mean, I'm just loving on Zuko. This episode. I like that,
1: and I did not go Zuko for either one of these. I was thinking the bending moment was and opening the door because it's such an epic kind of thing totally. that we see him unlock the door. And then I went for a non-bending moment, which could be bending, I'm not sure. When Uncle Iroh stopped Zhao's foot, like in a non-bending, yeah. or maybe he canceled out the bending. I don't know what he did, yeah. but it was pretty, it just felt oh like yeah. very heavy you're right. and strong in the moment and was a shift for Uncle Iroh's character we are like, hold up, yep. who's this dude? Yeah. like He's been in disguise this whole time and he's actually someone else and he probably will go back into that disguise almost immediately (laughs)
0: Probably. (laughs) But that's what makes it so juicy. Uh, I agree. I think those are also great choices. We talked about some of the bigger themes in the episode. Also, you know, I think the idea of being an outsider, right? Because we have this kind of parallel happening with finding out, again, getting this experience of Zuko more and more. We're seeing just how much of an outsider he is. And we also have Aang as the, you know, he's everything that he was on the inside of i.e. the southern air temple is
1: gone so there's a parallel there That's true they're both locked out of their own I mean, worlds in a way they're both nomads zuko is a nomad within his own fire nation and it really hits home this episode of just how banished he is what that means you know how other fire nation and generals and what how they look at him i mean he's like you know they pity him they look down upon him they're they're he's royalty and they talk to him like he's straight trash yeah yeah
0: absolutely it's a it's a huge episode it's a great episode we talked to a little bit about the idea of the past and the present and how they inform one another and also you know this idea of when you have this recognition of loss and that happens in your past or in the case of Aang you know it happened so long ago that's also so hard too. it's that feeling of I'm only starting to mourn this now and he's a skeleton, like he's been dead for so long, and yet it's totally fresh True. for Aang, and that's a real hard thing I think for us all to sort of come to terms with—is just our relationship to those things, to time and to loss.
1: And totally. he's a
0: he's a child, and thank goodness he has Katara and Sokka and Momo, and Appa. to a child. But he is a 112-year-old
1: child, a year old child a, it's, it's It's, it's a child. the yin
0: and yang. It's all over. It's all, it's everything is kind of leveling It's a hundred years. I know. It's Everyone poppers. he
1: knows is dead. It's poppers. Or is it? Foreshadow report. <laughs> Foreshadow report.
0: <laughs> well, this has been such a pleasure and a joy, as always. I always walk away feeling like I get the, the I understand the episode deeper and and differently when I talk to you about it, my, my dear friend. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you. I always feel like, now I feel like we're in, you know, we're in, I didn't go to college, but I feel like we're in some collegiate class, Avatar 101, where we get to discuss. And you know, they teach classes on Avatar in some colleges. We're going to go audit those classes. I know. I have a friend that did a whole course she created on Avatars for like self-help. Absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. Friends, we will talk to you next week on Braving the Elements. Thank you so much for being with us. And next week, we have a special guest talking to the one and only Jack DeSena. And if you don't know who he is, he's the voice actor who played my boy Sokka, which will be so much fun to talk to him. Cannot wait. We'll see everybody next Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you guys next week.